0: If this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. This was a tweet sent out by Elizabeth Banks concerning the flop of Charlie's Angels. Is this still a stigma within the entertainment industry that women can't lead major movies, television, or video games? Here at the Punk Rock Horror Podcast, we disagree with this statement. In honor of Women in Horror Month, we will be diving back into one of our earliest topics and discussing all of those badass women that put horror on the map. So whether it's Pamela Voorhees or Laurie Strode, we will be screaming in the shower, scare the establishment here tonight on the Punk Rock Horror Podcast.
1: podcast i'm the undead matt i'm cody Just today cody. we're here to remind you that Pipples are not a violent breed and god damn it our
0: stupid fucking mayor is deciding to veto that shit yeah see, the the one bill the, the one. one he's ever vetoed his entire right. life is the yeah. one thing that could bring literally everyone happiness and See, and, and everybody
1: joy. gives me a hard time when I make fun of his last name, and I'm like, no, because he does stupid shit like this. That's yeah. why I call him Hick and Pooper. He is Hick and like, Pooper. Like, because he just shits on over everything. Like, jeez, man, like, come on. It is the absolute worst. It drives me absolutely... Like, and it's just so mad, because there's still people that fully believe that pipples are a violent breed, yeah. and that you can't change them. And it's just, no, that's a behavior that is learned. That's a behavior that can be learned and taught in a horrible manner to to any animal it doesn't even have to be a dog it could even be a cat it could be even a farm animal for god's sakes
0: you remember those crazy people pe- even, even people. people exactly most abusive parents yep. come from abusive yep. households they True. learn that True. so you know what happens when you teach a puppy to be nice and friendly exactly. no matter how exactly. hulk it is it's going to be exactly. friendly and nice, and it's mm. going to suck on a binky like that adorable pit bull that you see in that video. Now, Except being it. a
1: Denver-owned podcast, obviously, our notoriety is somewhere in the middle. So, <laughs> that being said, I'm not really too worried about us getting in trouble with this. All I think is just that Mayor Hickenlooper is a kind of a ditz and an asshole uh, for
0: it. Free speech. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: being said, if, if me calling him an idiot for wanting to veto a bill on animals... Uh, it is is too far then uh, i apologize this show is definitely not for you because we go into no, a lot i don't more apologize if, if you
0: really think that us saying it's bullshit oh, no. to be friendly to i'm more so i'm <laughs>
1: sorry because they're not going to be able to have our our voices grace their ears oh good well i don't That's want, want I mean. our
0: voices to grace their ears yeah not the good we're kind better than everyone <laughs> <laughs> but i no, was seriously go fuck yourself Mary so trying really hard <laughs> to be nice and sweet and not laugh out loud even though she's actually allowed to so, now yeah so before hold on let me do she can. let me do it let me do it i, I know i just here. wanted to call her so, out. so
1: uh in in honor of women of horror month we are deciding to dive in back into the topic of women in horror and talk about uh not just our love of it but what cody already said in the cold open going against what uh, elizabeth banks so poorly said which sucks because
0: i listen, she's such a she, horror gem she's in she, slither i know she got her start, and she's in slither she's in brightburn like she, yeah not every horror movie i've seen her in almost every movie i've seen her in and she's just so great but yeah. then she did just stuff like that comes out I'm yeah. like come on so um all biases aside i yeah.
1: decided what might be a good idea is to bring someone on the podcast who can actually talk about um, what it's like not really being into horror or being a big horror fan, but getting more into it and getting the perspective. And since it's about women in horror, I decided to bring on my lovely wife, Lauren, to join us today to talk about I like this subject. you keep
0: saying, you brought decided, you brought her <laughs> on. I, it's fine. I'm just, you know, I'm Cody just Cody too. Back. You it's, said yes. Yeah, it's fine. You yeah, said no, yes. It was like you, you, you. you said That's yes. I'm Cody, just Cody. But well, Welcome. Hi! Right, now I can speak. See,
2: like, he told me to wait until yeah, he introduced no, wait, me. First. You, it's
0: wait to jump in with jokes. You can yeah. laugh out loud. You're on the podcast. He told me to
1: wait. It's <laughs> lost in communication. I waited, Okay, Cody. okay. <laughs> I waited. I waited. I, waited. <laughs> uh, I just needed a few minutes of, si- of peace and silence. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I'm glad I get a drive home can tonight. What? Can I talk?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you said Ted Talk. (laughs) I thought you said
0: Ted Talk. Lauren, we're live. You can talk.
2: Yay. I thought you said
0: Ted. I'm sorry. finally
2: out of the basement. Thank (laughs) you for bringing me on.
0: I'm finally not chained in front of the stove anymore.
1: It's a good stove. (laughs) Not a monster. (laughs) Stove is made in 2019. God. Keep them upgraded. It's getting worse. (laughs) anyways so we're
0: gonna going back to that tweet the tweet that said that men don't uh men don't go see female-led action movies so i know we're a horror podcast but the stats that i'm gonna pull out right now real fast (laughs) Or more along the lines of more just action movies, just because like well, it was easier to find. Before we do that, though, we do have a small listener. Oh yeah, participation. listener it, participation. It is really really small. So I was it, like, I want to go because I'm excited to talk about this because it's just, it's so great. Well, yeah, oh, we yeah. actually. Like, I'm
1: actually surprised we did not get a lot of people commenting on it. So, um, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I just hate everyone, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Uh, no, really, though. So, over on Twitter, we only got one from Brooke Reading Podcast, at Brooke Reading Pod. She replied with a GIF of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers in knitting. Nice. So, Laurie Strode is a solid pick, obviously, but mm-hmm. over on the Facebook, which I can get it if yeah, you Yeah, you'll remember. have to pull that. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah. Do you got it? Sorry, I, almost, I forgot to grab it on my laptop.
1: No, that's cool. So, uh, from Zach, at over on our Facebook... I have two. Jamie Lee Curtis, till the end of time. From the first Halloween, she has been able to stand toe-to-toe with evil itself. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is even in two different co- continu- continuities, excuse me, she has been able to grow and become even more of a badass. In a very close second would be Adrian Barbeau. Babu. I always have a hard time saying her last name. <laughs> the intense star of radio hosts who can fight off pirate ghosts on top of a radio slash lighthouse tower is courtesy of The Fog and her badassery. And then from our own Paranormal Princess, who unfortunately could not be here today to talk about this subject, did send in hers, saying Lin Shay, she makes every movie she's in better. Her character in the Insidious movies is my favorite. She's such a great actress, and is different than the half-naked token horror movie girls. I love them too, but it's also nice to see an actress whose acting uh, career, acting careers, their acting carries their career. Sorry, it was like too. What what is it? The words were too close sounding alike. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know what you mean. But yeah, that is uh, over what we got from you guys. It was kind of like a last-minute listener participation, too. It's definitely more so a fault on our end. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, But before we jump into the topic, we also still got things that are going on in horror for this week.
0: Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I jumped the gun. Jesus Christ. No, I can just tell you're really excited about it. Don't even worry about it. I skipped two whole segments. (laughs) 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 So,
1: um... I know, I know. Unfortunately, we got some somber <laughs> news to end on today, but we'll start off with some good things. So, uh, the latest in Remedy and Financial Report has revealed that a new project is in development. Um, while no specifics mention of an Alan Wake game, which, ha- you know, nothing is said yet to this effect, um, one of the titles, uh, in regards to one of the titles, Alan Wake was surprisingly the other main contributor to Remedy's revenue last year. So, uh, they have announced that one of the games in development is a single-player component to Smilegate's FPS Crossfire X, which is heading to Xbox One later this year. And then, also, the other is Vanguard, Remedy's own attempt at at the game-as-a-service genre, which will combine long-term service-based multiplayer experience with some Remedy's unique game features, which leaves the final game, which, despite one of Remedy's own brands, is being kept under wraps as Proceeding Well. Of course, everyone is jumping to believe that this is another Alan Wake game and the popular cult installment um, since one of Control's upcoming two paid expansions appears to put Control, the game what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. in the same universe as Alan Wake. Do um, Control... Holy shit! I'm so excited to play that game. So, with that being said, uh there the which is a female-led
0: action movie. Well, an action game. Well, we can <laughs> we
1: can definitely hope that
0: there's going to be another Alan Wake. I do. I, I do mean, hope for that. Uh They're definitely they're, just don't do the Alone in the Dark section of it. Yeah. Like, don't don't yeah. take it how Alone in the Dark did with its reboot for Alan Wake, because it was kind of similar with the 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 character and the whole night light light being stuff yeah but like don't don't try and be edgy with it just have it be the b-movie thriller Stephen king basically thriller it is. don't ruin this yes
1: please so um with that also horror film honeydew will mark the feature deb- debut of steven spielberg's one and only son well i shouldn't say one and only son because i don't know for the fact but his son sawyer spielberg <laughs> so yeah uh, spielberg is coming to direct Is under The whole name is Spielberg, but he's going to be doing his own horror movie. So Yellow Veal Pictures has required worldwide sales rights on Honeydew, THR, first reported today, with the film set to begin pre-sales this month at the European Film Market. Um, So Honeydew is described as a feverish horror film set in rural New England. Strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeking shelter in the home of an aging farmer and her peculiar son. Yellow Veil Pictures co-founder Justin Sims said in a statement, "We are thrilled to introduce uh, Devereux Milborn's vision to the market at this year's EFM. With shades of De Palma's frenetic editing and sound design brought into a modern context, Honeydew immerses you in a nightmare that is sure to satisfy all cravings for a fresh, stylish backwoods horror." So, really interesting, you know, we got one Sto- we got one Spielberg who's basically made his name off of sci-fi films for the most part. Um but and then you also mm-hmm. have now the other one coming in on the end of horror yeah so i think
2: that's really cool yeah
1: there's a i would definitely say there's a lot of pressure with knowing who your dad is in this oh, case. Yeah. <laughs>
0: especially <laughs> steven spielberg <We> never <laughs> right. heard of the guy <laughs>
1: um on to the other news alex eha traps numi numi replace in contained thriller 2 Prometheus star Numiru Pace, who was also just attached to the revenge thriller *The Thicket* as a violent killer, will still in in a will start in a Alex Aha produced thriller 0 2 which will re re-team the French filmmaker with P2 Amityville, *The Awakening*, and maniac director Frank Calfoun. The pick centers on oh, a woman cool. who wakes up in a cryogenic medical pod, alone with no memory, no way out. All she knows is that she has ninety minutes of Washington left and must figure out how to save herself while discovering who she really is, who put her there, and most important, why. At least it's a game. So I'm excited about that's that. That's the premise of a lot of movies. That's also like the premise of like Pandoran too. Yeah, pretty so much. I'm a little nervous about that front because it's definitely it doesn't sound anything different, mm-hmm. but I mean I'm I'm open to see how this goes. Um So in Megan Fox news and horror, which I never thought of things that we're going to be talking about ever again.
0: um, Okay, I like Megan Fox in horror movies. Like Jennifer's Jennifer's body was good. I hated Jennifer's body. Really, I thought I was going to hate it, but I think the fact that okay, the fact that she knew she was such a sex icon and she owned it in that movie, like you could tell she she took herself. Like we know when she has those like cocky, sexy attitudes what yeah. you see on TMZ and stuff like that. I think she like just watched herself on TMZ or whatever is like, all right, I'm gonna dial that to eleven and then just <laughs> eat his fucking face and like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think scene. I think
1: I saw it when he came mm-hmm. out in theaters, and I'll I'll be honest, yeah. mine's probably a little biased as the reasons why I don't love it more so for the fact as uh, just that I was really irritated. That like everybody was talking about Jennifer's body. I mean, Megan Fox's body and Megan Fox in <laughs> general. And just like, oh my god, she's the hottest thing ever. And everywhere I went, everybody was talking about her, and it made me hate her so fast because no mm-hmm. one would talk about anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand that. Especially, so, so, especially maybe, Michael around that time. Oh uh, yeah, our friend Michael. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, I would bend her over this <laughs> and
1: that It's and this so and sad. I would bend her over the circumference of the moon. <laughs> like, My okay, God. Michael. God! <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so Megan Fox, who starred in the criminally <coughs> underrated Jennifer's body, returns to horror until death. Until death tells the story of Emma, who is played by Megan Fox, who is left handcuffed to her dead husband as part of a sickening revenge plot and must survive two hired killers on their way to finish the job. Jason Carvey wrote the Bloodless screenplay and David Leslie Johnson... McGoldrick, Aquaman, The Conjuring 2, and their upcoming sequels will produce alongside Tanner Mobley, Les Weldon, Yarif Lerner, and Rob Van Norden for Millennium Media. Executive producers are also on the, the project as A- 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 Avi Lerner, Trevor Short, Boaz Davidson, Jeffrey Greenstein, and Jonathan Younger of Millennium Media. So production is scheduled to begin this March um in bulgaria so we i mean it's gonna be a minute till we see this thing i'm not gonna expect it till probably need next year mm-hmm. um so key so fans of Jennifer's body if you're wanting to see megan fox in another horror film keep your eyes peeled because it is coming
0: i'm excited so i'll be uh, excited about that i'll watch it like i, I it. said i liked her in horror movies like i think when she know what she knows what who she is and like what she's seen as and just owns it I think Megan Fox is a little bit better of an actress. Like in New Girl, she knew no. who she was and she acted exactly <laughs> like that. And I was like, all right, Megan, all right. She knows what all she's right. working with. You, you, I'd like you as an actress more.
1: So, but... It's only fitting that last episode uh, we uh, talking about what's happening in horror, we talked about where Linda Hamilton was with the Terminator franchise and and in a more ironic kind of sense, Robert England has actually come out and says that he probably won't be playing Freddy again. Um, So quoted in saying I don't think I'll ever don the makeup again, England flat out told uh, the press. He continued on saying, I'm a little too old for that I'm a little long in the tooth to play Freddy now. I think if I was doing it, I'd be more like Freddy versus Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my I, has, god.
2: <laughs>
1: he did continue on to say, but I have no idea whether they're going to go on and create completely new stories or whether they are going to go back <laughs> and do prequels of origin stories on the Freddy Krueger myth. I don't know what they're up to, so I'm just waiting to hear so right now, basically, Fred, uh, Freddy Krueger, his last for Raw as the character, was on the Goldbergs when he made that cameo. Yeah. Um, and other than that, it does not look like he has any interest whatsoever. Well, well no, no I he say has
0: that. interest. He's flat out said it's he so do do one more it's film. It's the age. It's yeah. The whole age. He said he he's, has he's enough. He's a little up there. Like, he said he'd be willing to do, he has enough to do maybe one more, but that's... that's if it happens the next you know couple years and from the looks of just like we keep hearing Nightmare on Elm Street's coming back next year you know we keep hearing that yeah and honestly I don't think we're gonna see another actual Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th until after the Halloween franchise is done just because that's doing so well and I know everyone's pining for those other ones but it's like I don't know. I think just because Halloween wasn't didn't go on the whole corny side like the other two did, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, it's easier to keep the Halloween franchise well, going.
1: That but. and how many more times can you tell the same story of Jason Voorhees coming back to life to kill teenagers? Yeah, and per- and per- give new life to that. And yeah, kind of, and same with I've,
0: Freddy. Like I, I Freddy. That's why I find funny. Nightmare on Elm Street has su- has such more to like open up about Freddy just because he is a talking character. I think we just need another but, Freddy
1: versus Jason too.
0: I think we need Freddy versus Michael versus Jason, versus Ghostface versus Ash. Yeah, just have them all in there. <laughs> just, we just need the giant conglomerate, the like, Royal Rumble of horror icons. <laughs> just take, just have like, or what we need is just like all of them sitting in a bar, kind of like <laughs> you know, villain pub on YouTube. Just like, but instead, it's just all whore guys. Just like Leatherface walks in and he trips because
1: he's a little drunk. Yeah, there was yeah. like, and
0: everybody kills your name. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. And just like bumps into you like Jason Voorhees. Me of like the
2: YouTube videos? I don't know if you guys seen them where it's like, um, I'll kill you that way.
0: Oh, I can't remember. I might have.
2: It's on YouTube and Sounds it's familiar. so great. It's so good. They do like uh, Jason Voorhees in there, they do um, Leatherface. Oh, nice. And he's like, "Um, I got friends. Oh, I have friends. Yeah, I saw that music video, the country one. (laughs) (laughs) I have my friends and I
0: like to wear their faces. faces. He's (laughs)
2: swinging his chainsaw and he kills everybody. It's so great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So.
1: with that being said, we Mm -hmm. are diving into today's subject of what's going on in horror. So we kind of already introduced it with our LPC, asking what is your favorite woman in horror? Blah, blah, blah. What is your favorite female lead in a horror film and why? And so we already kind of went over that and we just kind of wanted to get out of the way. We already did it. So so with that being said, let us jump into today's meat of the
0: episode. Cody? Yeah, let's get into it. So, um, as I said, uh, pretty much what Elizabeth Banks was saying in her tweet was like female-led action movies. She specifically said action but you can that kind of bleeds into all the different genres. It's just like you know they don't we don't want to see strong female characters is kind of the sense of like men don't want to see that. It's like no, yes we do. We would love to. We want to go. I just want to see one with a good premise or a good movie. You know. So I decided to bring up because it was a she said that because it was a flop. I decided to look up some of the some movies that horror and non horror that had. A strong female lead that did great, you know? Action movies that did yeah. great. Like The Hunger Games, led by Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. It had a worldwide gross of $649 million and a domestic of $408 million. Mm-hmm. And that was back in 2012. That's a good chunk of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's even a good then. movie, too. And then there's even gravity with Sandra Bullock yeah. it was just Sandra Bullock being a badass and learning how to survive like it, if that doesn't inspire you male or female I don't know what does and that didn't even have that much marketing I don't remember seeing any marketing for it definitely I didn't even see it definitely came either. out like
1: right on the tail end of when uh, what was that movie called with Matthew McConaughey Interstellar
0: yeah and but that was still a female-led movie. And it while it didn't do great here, $274 million, it did fantastic worldwide, $723 million. Um, and then I'm going to actually go over to so I can transition into the other thing. Alien. Alien, back in 1979. While it didn't have a great opening weekend, its production budget was $10 million out of throughout its entire tenure ended up making 80 million dollars over 80 million dollars and it made uh domestic and over 203 million uh million dollars worldwide in 1979 money that's a lot of money that's
2: a lot of money that's
0: a lot of scratch wait how much did it make again so in 1979 domestically the first alien made eighty thousand uh 80 million dollars sorry over just over 80 million dollars I gotta I gotta find you want to do the, t- the transition rate the, I just the budget was 10 million dollars oh my god so yeah so yeah, I had a it, 70 per, oh, a 70 yeah it, it like went
1: above and beyond with mm-hmm. like how much they made
0: with domestically and then worldwide again that's 203 million dollars like in and back in 1979 so people have wanted to see strong female characters as long as it's a good movie yeah like agree, <laughs> it, yeah. it's kind of the same reason that like
1: um What's his name? People liked Rambo when he came out. Yeah. Um, because like so because Rando Rambo came out and started out on a good story. Like the mm-hmm. first one was a good story about a guy dealing with PTSD, so on and so forth, um, fighting in the war, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Um, and then that that's what really drove people. People ended up liking Rambo because of that. Same thing with Rocky. Yeah. Now if we take it back over to Alien um, everybody started falling in love with Sigourney Weaver. Weaver, mm-hmm. uh, Rievel. Sig-
0: Sigourney Weaver Weaver and what she did for that role and it put yeah. her on the map and, you know what, and she did have like that one sex quote unquote sexy scene where she was just in her underwear like underwear and she was moving around and you could see like the top of her butt and it was like oh so scandalous yeah. it was <laughs> like there was that that's it that's the only sexy scene you see her in in the entire franchise that she's in and she's a badass she beats the fuck out of aliens you know yeah and she doesn't have to do it all scantily clad and i'm still like what are you doing later you know <laughs> you know you can see I that like, like she how you <laughs> killed them aliens yeah because she's attractive because she's badass and she's also really pretty like it do, you don't have to be like that's one thing that i liked about alien also like for her to be such a strong beautiful and just badass woman and that was back in 1979 like i said and even in like more modern the, um, Halloween remake, one second, do, 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 load up, load up, oh, my God, <sighs> uh, I can't find that one, but anyways, the Halloween remake, it made a lot of, it also, uh, generated, oh, yeah, it's over here, ha, <laughs> ha, oh, ha, 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 I know, I didn't, I didn't get the, uh, the money for the new Halloween remake, but, the Halloween remake scored nine or my God, I'm jumping ahead. I'm not even on scores yet. I'm not doing scores down. It's okay. okay. I was trying to find the (laughs) remakes box office and I I actually have the first one. So the first Halloween, um, it grossed $47 million stateside and it made $70 million worldwide on a budget of $325,000. Wow. Like that's it. And then they made all that again. And fucking 1970s money. (laughs) 1978 is when it came out. Right. And so 80s money. That's a lot of fucking money. And that's a female led. Laurie Strode. Yeah. That created Jamie Lee Curtis's film career. Made her into Mm -hmm. a scream queen. Made her into an icon. Yeah. Michael Myers. Everyone once loves Michael Myers, but like unlike. Nightmare uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th Laurie Strode was consistent through all of it Mm -hmm. while Nightmare on Elm Street had Nancy she's Okay, this is an old movie series so she's often like in the third one. She d- she's gone, so Nancy's not even a part of it anymore yeah, for the next th- several. Even though I know she's tied into it, I'm just saying like, well, and we addressed what the third one was all about mm-hmm. anyways. The third one was definitely just trying like trying to pass mm-hmm. on the torch and she was also bad. Well, no, because
1: because Halloween wasn't meant to be focused on Oh, Michael Halloween, wires. sorry.
0: I was talking. Yeah. Yeah, going back to Halloween. Yeah. So three, you know, Laurie Strode was in wasn't in 3, I think 4 and five but that was because three was supposed to be they're trying to turn it halloween into an anthology instead but then you have four and five but you still had the creatings of a really of a cool female character in michael myers's niece Mm -hmm. you know she was struggling with the whole dark side light side of like am i going to be a killer like my uncle Or am I gonna be good? (laughs) You know, like my like the Strodes. Like the Strodes. (laughs) I
2: think another one too is um, the main female lead in Hellraiser, the first one. Yeah, and that was really good.
0: Oh, I'm glad you brought up Hellraiser. So, speaking of Hellraiser, this is a so this is it's a good and it's also kind of a um, a sad thing for like female pushes with Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. So, Hellraiser originally you have the badass teenager. And you also have the badass villain of the woman. She was vindictive. She was yeah. ho- like horrid throughout that whole movie, you know? Yeah. To be to be clear, we're not talking about the Cenobite.
1: we're talking no, about the no. uh, antagonist that was yeah. in the real world. Yeah,
0: the I, I don't know her name, the, but it's the li- the human woman in it. It, it was, was the woman the that, that uh that yeah. Yeah, her mom her, yeah. mom, her yeah. mom or step-mom. Mom. No, stepmom stepmom her stepmom, step-mom. is yep. the anta- is the real antagonist. Yeah. And she was actually supposed to be the real antagonist of the entire Hellraiser franchise.
2: God, she sucked. Yeah, she sucked. That's so why she came bad. back in the
0: second one. She was actually going to be continuing, but everyone loved Hellraiser so much. The monster, the the female villain, got pushed aside. But you still had like her being just that crazy oh, and monstrous.
2: This is great. And, and Clive
1: Barker is just
0: <laughs> so fantastic with that whole entire lore.
1: Yeah. Like and, after three, I know it definitely kind of weighs off a little yeah. bit, like, and I'm definitely waiting for it to come back. Um, and It'll be get there. the franchise that uh, that it is, and that mm. makes it amazing. But one can only hope. Right now, I still can't get over that most previous one where they're like eating the dude's vomit. Oh yeah, so. don't, don't, don't. And then,
0: <laughs> and then to talk about the point of that. yeah, and then to <laughs> talk about a more modern, uh, modern movie that wasn't really a box office hit, but still made a great with a fantastic female lead. That me and Matt actually, this was like really significant for us. Was ready or not? Samara Weaving came out. It the budget was only six million dollars, and it still came out on fifty-seven million dollars. Like it it had made a budget of fifty-seven, made a profit of fifty-seven million dollars. Well, but she made that movie. Yeah, Samara made that whole mm-hmm. movie.
2: Is that the one where they like hunt the new bride? Hunt Milly the Wend? new bride?
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, I
2: out. wanted
0: to see that. Yeah, so we have Samara Weaving who's now our modern screen queen who's like showing that you can be a badass as a protagonist and an antagonist and with the babysitter. Yeah. She was amazing in that. She was a great villain. Yeah. Was a villain. yeah. She was a complex villain. Yeah, she was a complex villain and also because in that one she she again used her sexuality to her benefit but she was also really, really smart. Right, she's like she's, she's
1: been in an versatile role like mm-hmm. for each horror film she's been in like even in Mayhem she mm-hmm. went she was Mayhem, actually she in the was role awesome. that went against the typecast of what we would expect from even the typecast uh, of a sidekick yeah of like a blonde woman <laughs> mm-hmm. being in this type of movie because it definitely focused it on Um, I have to find his name but it focused it on on the guy the most time yeah but really we kind of had this like secondary I don't even want to say secondary but like You know, the girl that it was also focused on who was played by Samara Weaving. Yeah. And, you know, just like, again, it's still my favorite scene of when... He's just like wakes up, and she's just like listening to like this blaring yeah death, just death metal and just getting all heavy into it. <laughs> Dude, and just like she's just like, what did you expect I would listen to? Kind of like yeah. dialogue. Like you think I'd listen to some of that poppy bullshit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like fuck yeah! Like that that made me so happy because that totally is all. And, and just the rest of the movie too. She like mm-hmm. really taps in into that uh like crazy because her whole motivation is to keep help her dad keep his house yeah and so like she's willing to go through whatever it takes and it's just like obviously the other half of it is that she's just mad because of the disease yeah but at the same time it's just like she's going in and just fucking people up in the entire movie and it's just like she she has a very thin frame and i've always seen these type of uh actresses put in that type of role that they can't really help themselves or they're yeah. fragile something to that effect. And you actually see that. Oh no, they're not fragile. Like they no. know what they're doing. Like here she comes with this nail gun and just like wailing in people's heads. Yeah. Like you're just kind of like re- you're really impressed by it, and mm-hmm. it's just it is just relieving. Steve Yoon. Steve, you did uh, Derek Cho. That was the guy's name in yeah. Mayhem. Sorry.
2: Well, I think um, another one that's really good is the one that actually me and Matt watched, and it's called Revenge. Revenge is a fantastic yeah. film. That movie was amazing, and it made me cringe so hard when she falls off the cliff. And it's just, <laughs> she's
1: just like. It definitely has scenes of uh, of rape in it, so just yeah. kind of disclaimer. Uh, with that, if you do want to check it out, it's based off of these talks and alone. I, mm-hmm. And
2: I spin on your grave as well. i never seen the original one, but I've seen the new one.
1: But Matilda yeah. Anna Ingrid Lutz is the one who does the... Uh, she's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's the actress as Jen. Uh, but, like, there's a scene where, like, she falls off a cliff and gets impaled by a broken tree at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, God. And so, like, she pulls herself... Up from being Jesus. impaled, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, I'll argue shouldn't have happened, but mm-hmm. I was I was yeah. already invested at the point. Yeah. That came up. Yeah. And
2: then she takes peyote, doesn't she? And she's just, like, tripping out in the cave.
1: Yeah, she t- yeah. actually takes peyote. Mm-hmm. And
2: then, yeah, it was yeah. just such a good movie. I think, like, men, like, I agree with you, Cody. Like, men want to see more women Yeah, in horror film. Because it's something so attractive is a woman a woman or women surviving cuz it's just like it's i don't know how to describe it well when it comes to okay <laughs> so in my opinion
0: what it really comes down to it like why I got like in my personal opinion why i like seeing a strong female in a movie and everything especially in horror movies it's more along the lines of like she can take care of herself.
2: Yeah, that's, that's it. yeah. That's all it is.
0: She can take care of herself. She's
2: independent, and yeah. she can take care of herself. Yeah, yeah. that's totally... She I knows how to do that.
0: it. Well, <laughs> and if we really if we really
1: take apart a horror movie, you know, traditional media, traditional movies, you know, I always say, like, Die Hard, uh, but I feel like Die Hard's always a really good example. So Die Hard, you know, follows John McClane, mm-hmm. and we're introduced to the macho man who kind of saves the girl he loves life, and the girl he loves is basically helpless, yeah. or at least portrayed that way. And then so. Yeah,
0: because she's a hostage. Because she's a hostage. With a gun in her face, so kind of don't blame her. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I'd like, be the same. I'd be like, save me, John. Save, save me, me, Mr. McClain. Hans is here. Hans Gruba. But if we look at <laughs> <if we're looking laughs> him, he might know some magic. But if we take apart the horror film,
1: like, horror films are supposed to take away a sense of security to make you feel vulnerable. And the sense of security that we get in these type of movies that are similar to it are the male role being somehow the hero. Saying, like, oh, it's okay, he's alive. Like, he's going to somehow save her. And so for it to be a good horror movie, they have to take away that. So they have to either take away him being a macho man somehow Mm -hmm. or kill him off or make him be, you know, codependent. Yeah. on the female and so at this point we see the the woman lead coming more to the forefront of being the baddest being mm-hmm. the hero that saves everyone because uh, we' they have to defeat the evil somehow yeah I guess unless it's a paranormal film
0: yeah. There's never a happy ending in paranormal films, or rarely. (laughs) There's rarely a happy ending. That's why I love them so much. That's
2: why. That's probably why I love them too. Like I love love all paranormal movies, like all of them. No
0: one. No one's happy at the end. For women,
2: everybody's depressed. (laughs) everybody's (laughs) depressed in a paranormal
0: movie. For me, I think they're gonna cut themselves. (laughs) Stupid. We're all gonna listen to (laughs) MCR. (laughs)
2: <laughs> God <damn it>. Sorry. <laughs> but I think like to me it's super attractive when a woman can like go against you know like the harshness of life. Mm-hmm. Like she can kick her ass. Like it could kick her ass, but then mm-hmm. she gets back up and she's like, Alright <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so, like I spin on your grave. Like I relate to that movie so much. Yeah, Shh, I agree. Duke.
0: Yeah, we have a Duke. Our, Our dog, dog is being a, a, a attention sinker right now. He yeah. likes to whimper.
2: He's like, like, he's a mommy boy. But, like, I relate to that movie so much because in some degree, not as harsh as she, but I, I've i gone through the same thing. and just Well, I relate to the main character because, you know, I've been through the same type of stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And just see somebody that has gone through the stuff that I went through kicking ass and beating the shit out of the people that had done it to her, mm-hmm. it's just fantastic. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I wish I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you oh. go and yeah it's just no so amazing. in a
1: sense it's mm-hmm. kind of to the same effect as being able to relate to a superhero yeah, yeah. whereas all of us you know related oh. to spider-man because we were all nerds in one way or another. Oh, my or, sweet. Or, or <laughs> picked on and and we saw that in spider-man saw that spider-man was a yeah. nerd and he stood for something he stood for something that we agreed with and it gave us confidence and so being horror coming back to the fact that we can always talk about heavy-handed issues mm-hmm. in horror films and make it even a metaphor in some light, in some sense um, without going full in depth um, antichrist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. god. Um. <laughs> I
2: finally seen that movie and It's so
1: good but fuck. Sorry that. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but I think when we
0: see character you go, who, girl. who who has no.
1: been
0: No. Not her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, you go, girl. You go get help. Okay. You go yeah. to an actual therapist you, you that you're not go, married to.
1: You go to an asylum. An asylum yeah. made only for you. you you're t- the only person there.
0: And you tell your grieving therapist of a husband that says, no, I can do it myself to go fuck off. And he goes to the cabin by himself. You
1: know what? Never mind about no. women in horror. Man. Never. No. Never.
2: Never mind. over?
1: Elizabeth Banks was right. Actually. <laughs>
0: Elizabeth Banks
2: was right. So,
0: <laughs> I was actually when you brought up Spider Man, I was going to continue off of Elizabeth and superheroes. That tweet goes further. Oh, really? Her tweet goes. further. Oh yeah, further. no, I remember. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to add on... Why Elizabeth? I love you so much. Why you're you such say a You're like a this. good scream queen. I love you in almost all I your he, movies. He even and accepted just, you as the Green Ranger. Yeah, I would have died. Yeah, I would have totally fine with that if you continued that and you even. But anyways. She decided, uh, so like, uh, people decided to argue with that tweet and be like, "Well, Captain Marvel literally made more money than all the Captain America movies put together." And she get, and she went on to like, I don't remember the whole tweet, but she, she said, yeah. you can. There's like 57 Spider-Man movies, and there's only like one Captain Marvel movie." Like, she went over. There's not. But then she's like, and also the movies like Wonder Woman and Captain Captain Marvel are superhero movies. So they're linked more towards the male demographic. So it's like, that. of course, they're going to be for what? that. And I was like, that I mean, goes against exactly her tweet before. They're not female movies. They're movies for men that just so happen to have a female lead. So going against that also, what about Star Wars? Star I mean, Wars, yeah. yo. Star Wars The Force Awakens came out with a female-led Jedi and the hype train for Carrie Fisher because everyone knows of how badass
2: God, she was amazing.
0: Badass General Leia was. I still don't agree with how the new trilogy went about her, but she was more badass when she wasn't a Jedi because that's what made her badass because she could handle herself like Luke, you're a Jedi. You can use magic. Uh I'll pull out a Desert Eagle. Like She had (laughs) that mindset. so That's why I think she was so much better without being a Jedi. But given... The Force Awakens came out and made a domestic gross of ninety six nine hundred and thirty six million dollars domestically and two billion dollars worldwide. That was not a, that had a female led movie with Daisy Ridley as the new Jedi. That
2: was so. Cool. Well, yes. and
0: even
1: if we took so even if we went to the counter argument of that of like yeah, well then what about Harry Potter? Yeah, so and this is the example I'll make for this. Because so Harry Potter, it's be, more about so even it's though it's, be, you know even like, though it focuses on Harry Potter. Um, yeah. Two things. One, it, it's I know right now uh, J.K. Rowling's kind of in hot water at the moment with some things that she's done, <laughs> yeah. so I won't really touch on that. We're going to go
0: I, back to when it was simple. But what I will
1: say is that whenever whenever a new movie came out in the Harry Potter franchise, everybody, wanted, everybody who saw Harry Potter come on screen cheered. Yep. Everybody who saw Ron come on screen cheered, but when everybody saw Hermione, oh, I flipped. Everybody went into a roar because <gasps> be, uh, because there's a love there. Hermione's he,
0: awesome. Hermione
1: <laughs> Luna love Lovejoy. Well, but, but here's love the good. thing. Love good. Sorry. Here's the thing. <sighs> Hermione. What Hermione did for so many of the fans is that she was. The regular one who didn't mm-hmm. have any magical ties, like yeah. even Harry Potter was basically a deity for like how powerful they yeah. made him. Yeah, yeah it was either him
0: or Neville. Ginny Weasley too. <laughs> yeah, Ginny Jenny Weasley Jenny was bad. Weasley. She fucking her Umbridge.
2: second year is yeah. telling telling Umbridge. or
0: not second was it second? no third third year is that the one where yeah. Ginny's on the on the Quidditch team.
1: Yeah, no, Uh, either way. Anyway, third
0: or fourth movie, when you first see her, she tells the entire Quidditch team, she's still new in the school and tells all these veteran boys to shut their mouths and listen to Harry. Like, they're all like, we're going to listen to her. Yeah, one of those, but you know what I mean, like...
1: Exactly. Yeah. But Such that. A- but that's the thing. So like, even if a a, fem- a female actor isn't in the faint, isn't supposed to be, isn't written into be. The isn't lead, it the main? Like, it could still inspire still people. It that. can still yeah. uh, and hold a candle to what people want to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. And like you know, fucking Emma Watson as, as Hermione <sighs> Granger yeah. just did it. Like oh. she 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 was Hermione. Everybody sees her as Hermione. Mm-hmm. And even it, even though she has done a great job. Separating herself from the role, I see still well. like I just she inspired, inspired. <laughs> <That's> badass. Well, <laughs> she inspired
0: like thousands, yeah. of, thousands
1: yeah. of little girls and little boys.
0: Yeah, and boys because the, her part in the movie too. She wasn't. Not only was she the le- technically the least magical because she was a uh, she was half blood. Yeah, I don't know these terms. I didn't get into. She, she's a, a muggle, but she's a human. That's <laughs> basically what it is. It's no, blood, she's not. She's mud blood. She's it. half. Oh, okay. She's half and half. Oh. Yeah.
2: She was born with non-magical parents, so she's a mudblood.
0: Yeah, no, I thought she was so, so she's human. Oh. Anyways, but anyways, the well, whole the point I was trying to Podcast. take it. Yeah, I, don't, God. I don't honestly, I'm going to be upfront, I really don't care. I'm just getting into the whole Harry Potter thing. I wasn't allowed to read them when I was a kid. We're They're great. Fight. They're awesome. I enjoy the movies. But what I was trying to get at is that <laughs> Harmony, the reason why she stood out even more than Harry Potter, the whole what the whole fucking franchise was based off of. Is that she didn't have these legs up that the other boys had. She was also the brilliant one. She was yeah. smart and driven, yeah. unlike the other ones who I was like, oh, ho ho. You to know, her. and they did. So they like to her. It's she's just, the encyclopedia exactly. of knowledge. But and it, and it's great. And the other thing too is like when you also think of like for instance, Charlie's Angels came out and it just had terrible ratings also. And so like people think like, oh, That's another like thing that people. Oh, female-led movies just get terrible ratings. Wrong. Alien, nineteen seventy-nine, had a Metascore of has a Metascore of eighty-nine. IMDb of eight point four. The Help came out in two thousand eleven. It's not a horror movie or an action movie, but is a female-driven movie. I love The Help. Metascore sixty-two. IMDb eight point one. It was also. I don't know if it was the first, but I
1: know it was another role that put a Stone on the map. That's for sure.
0: I can't remember. Oh, that's yeah. No, no, oh like, yeah. Emma Stone. Award. That was. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was still thinking Emma Watson. But yeah. Because yeah, prior to, super, to that, she It's had the first bad, Emma Stone blonde game. movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then action movie wise, Kill Bill, Volume 1, oh, 2003, yeah. oh, Metascore 69, oh, IMBG 8.1. Everyone loves Kill Bill. <sighs> Everyone loves Uma Thurman because yeah. of it. My f- and he- even indie movies. Even indie movies still get the love. And Winter's Bone, 2010. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, independent movie. Mm. Metascore 90, IMDb 7.2. And even more recently, right now, right this moment, Us, a horror movie, is sitting right now at the number three highest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. I know we bash on Rotten Tomatoes a lot, but a lot of people and entertainment industry hold that in high regard. And yeah. us is not only a horror movie; it's a horror movie st- like about a female, about this woman, women, like, I guess technically. And regardless, but, you know of, what I mean?
1: Yeah. And regardless of how you feel about yeah. us, whether you hate it or like it, like you still cannot argue with the actual results that it has brought.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like, whenever I see these arguments online and stuff like that about people arguing about like. No, we need more feet. There's not enough female driven, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, there is a lot. If you sit
2: down and think about it and you Mm -hmm. try to write all of them down, there's a lot. There's
0: a lot. One of the highest rate or one of the most beloved and underrated uh, games last year was Control. You're playing as a female telekinetic. Alien Isolation, one of the greatest rated and most beloved horror yeah. games yeah. of modern day you're playing as ellen ripley's daughter <laughs> like i mean there's all these great thi- and
1: now with last of us 2 up on mm-hmm. the horizon i mean it's definitely focusing on a heavy influence of i always forget her, I ellie? For, ellie ellie thank you yeah you're yeah, ellie, ellie. Be, uh, being
0: the focus of the story yeah oh, i love yeah. that game
2: so much it's so beautiful and so
0: whenever so whenever i see people bash like these female-led things and all this stuff and like we need more female it's like no what you need, and like when, for instance, the Ghostbusters things, when they changed the genders to the female, and that was the big controversy is like, look, we want female led stuff. Yep. I love reading female led comics, playing female led games, watching female led movies, if it's good. I think it it's It's like you need what people folks- They should
2: have started to hold Well, One thing, thing. I want to point
0: out I know I promised what I wouldn't bring it up, but I'm going to break
1: my promise just because it adds
0: into this. You always break this promise stuff. But I it has it. to do with comics. I know.
1: But it has to do with comics. So it's a comic I said I wouldn't talk about again, oh, but no. it really fits in. Oh no,
2: <laughs> so, I know which one
1: it is. So, my favorite comic, one of my favorite franchises ever, Crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yes! The second so- series! And not even just that, there's actually multiple, multiple stories of the Crossed mm-hmm. series yeah. have a strong female in yeah. them. Whether it is good, the family though. value story, whether it is Cross <laughs> oh, uh, I... 100, yeah. or even multiple no. of the Badlands one-off stories, you almost see a, a male character I mean not saying there isn't, but there are male characters that are heroes, mm-hmm. but more often than not you see them kind of being the villains <laughs> of some sort or of another. And if they're not the villain, then you see the female fighting another female. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. I know these are very archaic terms I'm going with here, but this
0: is just kind of Yeah.
1: This is how I'm doing it without going into the full detail because there's a lot of issues to go through. Yeah, there's a
0: lot there's a lot. But together. specifically <laughs> I want to
1: focus on the family values one. Which is one of the most demented of it the is entire dead. franchises it really is. focuses on the <laughs> daughter of this of this farmer who God. you know overcomes a lot of serious shit and I'm not going to get again not going to get into detail it's just something you're gonna have to read for yeah. yourself yeah. but basically <laughs> overcomes literal <laughs> nightmares to keep her family alive yeah. yeah and you see how she adjusts the way she thinks and becomes the leader of these ragtag group of survivors in a world ravaged by an entire plague mm-hmm. and so. Like, that alone, and I mean, what what I think just kind of, coming back to it, just really upsets me, just about just how women are treated in media and how women are treated mm-hmm. in, in this is that that we still have to, it, I feel like, and this is coming from a guy, I feel like we still approach it with certain, like, borders that we have to appreciate. Yeah. Like, I feel that whether it's, it's the discussion of a woman's body and how it is shown, or a woman's right to to anything really, um, there's always this border that we have to approach it with. And I think we've put ourselves in that place in society where I feel like if we were more open to women being the lead in just even films alone, Mm -hmm. being more accepting to that, being open to that, being open to the fact that women aren't just things that make food and take care of our kids, that we'd be at a different point in society right about now where we could actually know that this is the norm, know that yeah. we could actually talk about issues amongst like both sexes without worry of upsetting someone, and yeah. it, honestly, it could start from somewhere as something as just movies. Yeah,
0: and like, and so one. My last tagline also is just going on like you know the perception of women in these movies too. Like for me, I noticed like every all the movies and the games. Uh, that I talked about. I mean, I know I didn't talk about a whole lot of games. The other like thing is the perception of those females in those movies. They're not the super sexy, highly yeah. sexualized females. Like, in all these movies, they're not wearing bikini armor. They're not wearing right. bikini this. They're not oh showing God. tits. They're not showing legs. Like, in all these, in Alien, Kill Bill uh friday the 13th all of those they're all full like fully clothed women and what makes these women sexy like sigourney weaver and jamie lee curtis what made them attractive wasn't because they're showing their bodies yeah. they, they were see, showing their attitudes they were showing they were how calm. they can wits. take them. yeah, yeah they were co- yeah their wits their survivability and that's what yeah. like and so that's what i want to see more out of movies and games and that's what I, always draws me to them And so, like, when – and my biggest – the other thing that I want everyone to realize is when a movie tanks because it's an all-female-led cast or anything, and that's not why. You need to understand, like, don't use that as a scapegoat. Like, for instance, the new Ghostbusters – the reboot of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash because they were females and it's stupid, but, like – Instead of it, like if when the movie came out, like okay, for instance, just compare this movie to Captain Marvel. There was a lot of backlash from Captain Marvel because it was a female-led driven movie, also. Yeah. And it made millions while the Ghostbusters movie didn't, and it wasn't because of all the backlash that came out beforehand or the fact that they were women. What happened is because the new Ghostbusters movie was a bad movie. Instead of owning it and making its own movie yeah. and its own self. It catered too much to the past, and that's what came out in the reviews, and that's what everyone said about it and why it tanked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, when it it, comes down to women aren't the problem. No. Women are never the problem. It's, your movies are terrible, your games are terrible, and your books are terrible. That's why they fail, not because you have a strong woman or anything like that. And We want those. And if we're going to address the subject. mm -hmm,
1: Yeah, I agree. And if we're going to address the subject of, well, it's only because of a woman's body, I, I always love taking it back to Elvira.
0: So, Alvira yeah. oh, isn't. If we want to use sexualization as Ooh. to your. to, to <laughs> improve yourself. Well, like, so, like, the
1: shallow, lazy argument for why she's great is because of her body. But really, it's because it's of what Cassandra everywhere. Peterson brings to the role of yeah. the character as Elvira. The confidence of she knows what her body looks like, but she's not going to cover it up in order to appease. Uh, one person and also to encourage another person. She's going to dress the way she is and be who she is because that's who she is and that's what she's comfortable with. And so like even that like was ahead of its time with what it it and that's why Jennifer's
0: body's good. No, I know. (laughs) I just have issues with I just have
1: issues (laughs) with Megan Fox's acting
0: and
1: just everything over (laughs) out.
2: I know. throw Sam! Sam Sam, we're gonna
1: fight the Transformers, Sam! Come on, Sam! Have you seen my thumb (laughs) dumbs?
0: Well, and then
2: like to bring it well, back to Transformers, who's that uh, that new lead? The new that chick? I don't know. Whitney no something. She was care. amazing in that one. Like I, she was. Yeah. Smart. Are you talking about in Bumblebee or? No, no, no. Oh, um, the
0: the the model that replaced Jet- yes. Megan Fox in uh, the third Transformers. Oh movie. my god, I forgot. She
2: was smart. Like she she didn't just. She was like, a
0: terrible actress. She
2: was, but her character. She was, was really white. Smart.
0: How do you stay white after jumping, falling through a skyscraper? <laughs> Whoa, we're Bay's bringing raisins to this. No, her dress. <laughs> How does her clothes stay perfect, perfectly bleach white like a fucking eggshell when uh, you just fell through an entire skyscraper? <laughs> that's because all she's
2: I, a beautiful person. That's Michael
0: Bay. But that's the,
1: yeah, it's definitely because it's Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael is uh, Michael uh, Rosie, Bay. Uh, Rosie Huntington uh,
2: yeah. Weidely. She was so uh, like it. It, it was yeah. complete different from Megan yeah. Fox.
0: And then and also horror and then coming back to horror wise also just of how these strong female leads can like last like yeah, laurie strode halloween 2018 came out to a 96 percent rating on rotten tomatoes and it did great in the box office like and i went to see it to see Lori strode you know see how Lori strode's like gonna overcome michael myers again like it's great, and I so, think it's w- so awesome. And so I think, like when it, when it comes down to it, I think the talk doesn't need to be why isn't there more female led led movies and blah blah blah. I think it needs to be more. How come we're not? Sh- why aren't we shining more light on these other great movies mm-hmm. and or these underground <laughs> movies? Like yeah. Winter's Bone was a great Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> movie that you <Sorry>. na- <laughs> know, <laughs> but no one really talks about it. And so the only time I ever hear anything about female led movies is only if it breaks a record like Star Wars or. There's just controversy bops. because someone decides to be stupid and say something wrong, like something wrong about it, like Elizabeth Banks's tweet or the director of the Ghostbusters tweet.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. You know, and I think like as well, you know, casting problems is mm-hmm. too. And like you said, remaking all our favorite movies growing up, like yeah. it's it's already been done. Like, yeah, create some new content for us.
0: Yeah, and like it, the know? new, the new Tomb Raider games are fantastic and she's not super sexualized like laura croft is awesome and she and even if those games didn't come out everyone'd still be talking about laura croft and not just because of her tits it was because she was badass she She was a badass adventurer and if it wasn't for laura croft and tomb raider we wouldn't have uncharted and nathan drake no so it's like we wouldn't have those things so i just think it's i like i just think it's great we should just shine more light on these strong females and for the reasons why they're the strong females like Laurie Strode is strong because she's a survivalist mm-hmm. or Nancy was strong because she figured out how to get a demon from the from the dream world into real life to destroy him yeah, yeah you know yeah, so yeah. Well, That's I'm, just kind of where I'm at. Like, well,
1: and even at that, still, like, just touch on, like, even just behind the scenes, like, mm-hmm. uh, because we even posted this on our Instagram with uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero even being said to direct an Eli Roth-produced horror uh, mm-hmm. called 1031, and it's Eli Roth. Like, everybody knows who Eli Roth is. If you're a horror fan, you know who Eli Roth is. Yeah. And the fact that, G- that you know, they see Gigi Saul Guerrero, and they're just like, you're going to be directing this thing, like, uh, it, it shows that, that just in horror alone there's a big huge want and appreciation for female-led anything mm-hmm. um and that appreciation definitely needs is spread and is becoming more of a renaissance now in traditional media doesn't still have a way to go yes but it's definitely not to the extent of what elizabeth banks is saying it out to be yeah which is just like uh, just there is no men don't want to see female-led horror which i sorry it's more so that we just don't want to see a female-led movie
0: if the movie is just shitty yeah, yeah, just like I don't want to see a male-led movie if it's shitty. Exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> like, like,
1: there's plenty of like movies with Leonardo DiCaprio in that I haven't seen because they weren't great movies. Yeah,
0: Like Bloodstone.
1: Yeah, like, eh, yeah. you mean Blood Diamond? Exactly.
0: I see that. Well, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I that's like actually one of his better ones. I'm sure it is, but the it shows how much it, Look, but the, it shows what? how much, yeah, G- yeah, but Great Gatsby's a whole other Shh. demon that's just amazing, okay? But, but that's... but, the, an, hold amazing on. Book but that's an amazing amazing But that's the thing, movie. though. It's just, like, Blood Time alone, like, had a lot of <laughs>
1: great things behind it, um, definitely got a lot of praise, yeah. but we don't even want to see it, so that, that alone goes against your argument. Mm-hmm.
2: I know.
0: It's hey. I don't know. Like,
1: <laughs> you know... Hey, anyway, so, Lauren, yeah. what are your final thoughts on all of
0: this?
2: Well, my final thoughts is, like, I completely disagree with Elizabeth Banks. I think that was a stupid-ass comment.
0: And yes, we know this is a
1: old tweet. Yeah, it yeah. is an old tweet. <laughs> Look, this happened when we were on our break, man. Yeah. Like yeah. and we want to talk about it now. <laughs> and it's a good subject for women in horror. So yeah. Like at this point you are like through the four minutes and you've had to accept it by now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah like I'm not A person who's really into horror. Like I'm into horror, but I'm not into horror like you two are. (laughs) Like you're getting there. I'm getting there slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't make me go back into the basement. It's cold. Please. I told you about that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So. But like, just like,
1: go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bucket of fish heads
2: for you. But I really, shut up, okay, I like seeing women in horror who have you know overcame a lot of stuff. And it's you know like I completely disagree with Elizabeth Banks. I think she stuck her foot in her mouth this time. Like, just, yeah, yeah, just
1: Elizabeth. You had to take the L. Take she, the L.
2: Just take it. You did a horrible job. It's fine. <laughs> she did
0: afterwards. But actually, you know It's funny as I heard the the Charlie's Angels movie actually isn't terrible. Like, it's decent, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, but I, I don't think anyone was really striving for a new Charlie's Angels movie. No, exactly. That's
1: not. That's the other reason why no one wanted to see your movie. No one's wanting a Charlie's Angels movie. <laughs> no, we
2: want something different, something fresh that like, hasn't been done before. Well,
1: who's it for? Like, the fans of Charlie's Angels aren't going to really strive to go out <laughs> to see it. Like, the longtime fans. Yeah, but then, because we have our own angels that we like. Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about like even the like the original show. The oh, 70s the original show, show. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. Like,
2: like I loved it.
1: Like they're not going to go to the theater to like on opening night. I know no. it's like
2: <laughs> see
0: you have these three great uh, Three, three actions actresses they don't even could, know. Two of which I'm pretty certain were already established action ones, so, and then actually. another one that was maybe you know Kristen Stewart uh, Kristen who's getting Stewart. her foot into the whole action. You know she, but she has saying. really but, come out of her shell. Well, oh, I'm sure she really has. Really but I'm just saying, it. you have these well, three yeah, talented actresses,
2: out. <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> but you oh. have
0: these three great actresses <laughs> that could probably do, like do, and you want to make a great action movie, and you have a pretty decent director in Elizabeth Banks. Why not just make your own fucking female led? goddamn fucking spy movie. Naomi Scott. It was Naomi Scott. Uh, But why not make your own fucking female spy movie? Like, I know there was a couple that came out that flopped, like that one, I don't know, this one that came out with this new actress, but it came out after Atomic Blonde, which Atomic Blonde is a fucking amazing film. But like, Atomic Blonde, which if you're a fan of Charlize Theron and you haven't seen this movie, oh, she's you what are you doing with your life? Just, it is an amazing oh my God. movie. And
1: also, if we're going to talk about Charlize Theron, oh. uh, she, she also was amazing and technically what we could argue is also a horror film, a true story, but a horror film as in monster. Monster? Like, yeah. One of, I liked her in A breakout performance for her because that, because she definitely was like, I'm known for my looks, let me, let me portray the serial killer, this murderer, and, like, they totally just, like, did everything they could. Couldn't
0: even just, recognize her. Yeah, like, it's and beautiful. so, like, that was just so cool. like that Mad yes. Max Bad Fury Max. Road? Yeah. Everyone was just saying, fuck, Max, I'm a more Furiosa. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. She was really good in um, Snow White, like, the first one with Kristen Stewart. So my favorite
0: thing, okay, no, no offense villain. to Kristen Stewart, but my entire thing was, like, how can you make a Snow White movie when the queen is more She's attractive so than... Snow no White.
2: She right. was so, like, she was so hot. It's bad casting. Yeah, she was flip
0: flop. Yeah, should have been I don't even care that Charlie's Theron is a little older than Kristen Stewart. I still would have oh, rather like seen her. Oh, she comes out she the young bath. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, but anyways, but yeah, it's um, just like with the, it's just... Because Elizabeth Banks, I do like her as a director. I think she has directed some great movies, and she had three great actresses. Why instead? It's like instead of rehashing these things, like rehashing the Ghostbusters movie oh with all females and saying no what's want to because it it's all females. It's like, or how about you just make a similar synopsis, like oh we're gonna make these uh, these three female spies and have a whole spy movie based around them instead of just saying it's Charlie's Angels. It's Call like do it
2: something else.
0: Do something else. Yeah.
1: That being said. <laughs> please feel free to follow us on facebook
0: punk rock horror podcast on instagram punk rock horror podcast hashtag prhp podcast you can follow us also on twitter at official prhp or our instagram
1: or my instagram the undead matt um, we are on patreon if you want to consider supporting us please go over to patreon.com slash punk rock horror podcast and you that you can help us over there get some amazing rewards for some amazing patronage and with that being said thank you again to big Boot studio our guy who takes care of all of our music for us, Jonah, our viewer producer, Amaya and Haley, our interns, and everyone on the Punk Core podcast crew. And thank you again to all you amazing patrons that support us, and all you listeners, ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants alike. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and letting us talk about horror with you this time. And thanks for being a special guest, Lauren.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. I hope I did a good job. You did great. Oh, yeah. thanks, babe. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.